Welcome to the show. Yeah, I want to start off with saying, because I had I had something to talk about that. What a good friend Kasim is, but I felt like first it was important that I say, Kasim Kasim got mad at me, kind of like he was like, unhappy. Really? With, he was annoyed and unhappy with me last week. So here's the story, right? Yeah, Kasim comes oh no when i was here making fun of his comic books he's like there's this one comic book that's out right now and it's just so good it's 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 head and shoulders above the rest <laughs> okay. I, I didn't say i didn't use yeah, those he words said, he said that's exactly what he said he's like you guys really think it's going to be something in the future like i want you to get ahead of you know i want you to be behind <laughs> be, be behind the eight ball on this one i'm like what is this guy so he's a like a lot of phrases I so he's hear. like here read it he gives it to me on like wednesday right on monday he texts me like so did you read it yet i know we're coming in here on wednesday i'm like Oh, no, I didn't read it yet, you know? So then, like, I think whether it was Tuesday or whenever, I'm like, all right, I'm going to read it. And it was good. Uh, yeah, but, that's but, it? But he's like, I got he's like, I got 20 copies of it because I love it so much. I think it's going to be so good, you know? So I'm like, okay. So I show up back here on Wednesday to do the podcast, and I have the comic book. And he made it clear, like, oh, this is for you or whatever. But I was like, oh, here, like, take this back. And he's like, well, I want you to have a copy. And I'm like, okay, but you hold on to it because you have this place to hold all these comic books to right. keep them safe and not get them messed up. And they're going to be worth value. Like where in mine, it would just be amongst the, what, like who knows what would happen to this thing. If I move or this, he was, he was telling me he couldn't hang on to a comic book. He was very upset. With I just, I still he, don't get it. He felt I was not upset. With the I was, responsibility of possible gold. Yeah, grab it. Just grab it. It's, 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 this is, a, this it's is what head and shoulders above the rest. This is what he can't. Who says that? That's very specific. I, don't know. I didn't say that. Weirdo. This tiny. Never said that in my life. Eight by 11. He couldn't. He pretty much said it, he's I'm, worried I'm not to get responsible lost. enough yes, to have this. In my no, house. it's not about res- it's more so like, where am I going to put that with all my other not comic books? You don't have a space <laughs> in your house. No. For this. For a I skinny don't. book. No, it'll get thrown out with a pamphlet. Thank you, Yamie cool. Lee. You, you understand. The, wait, where does that go? Tell me where you am. Been- I, am I taking crazy pills? <laughs> by, by the way, with Kasim, part of Kasim being a really good friend is that he came over to my apartment two days ago. And in 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 with the that, first time. No, he'd been there before. Oh, you have. But in, in in doing that, did you see a place for a little flat comic book? That... No, because you don't like let me in your bedroom or like you. <laughs> you saw my whole apartment. I've there's never been some, in your bedroom there's here. A, there's a place underneath your coffee table. It would have fit oh, right there. I'm going to have your fucking comic book under my coffee table every day of <laughs> my just, life. I can't, just can't believe Are you, you crazy. Don't. I gave you a nice I gave you a nice thing. I thought it's I wanted a coffee to share table book. I wanted to share it with you. You're and then a you lunatic. Gave it back. You think I would keep that under my coffee table for my whole life? There's no. Sp- How much you pay in rent in that place? There's no space for you to put this. No. What is that even a book? It's oh, a comic Jamie. Book, Jamie. It looks like a poster. Jamie. It's so thin. How many pages is the writing? So tiny. No, it's like thirty pages. Jamie's a comic book. He got twenty of them. Jamie. Like a nice small- house on the lake. Are those skeletons? Yeah, he got twenty. I have like thirty copies of it. He got thirty. Oh, not including more. Yeah. Not including like variant covers and like. Why really? do you have so many copies to give out to people or to Jimmy keep Lee, them it's I've been giving them out. Head and shoulders above the rest. Head and shoulders better than the above rest of them. what rest? It's by like this. It's the uh, the guy who writes it is like he's on fire right now. Everything he mm-hmm. writes gets turned into like a TV wow. or movie show, wow. a movie show, and um, <laughs> a movie show. It's just so good. It's just so good. And it's like, it's something I think that for people that don't read comic books, 
it's a comic book for people who like don't like aren't into superheroes and capes and all that. It's a it's a like a mm. horror thriller mm. and it's a great read. And the first mm. issue was just like really grabbed them, you know, yep. and you liked it. No, I didn't. I like and it. issue and then- two came out today. And will you be taking issue two with you today? Are you going to yell at me if I bring it back? No, I just no, I just not. I'm not going to I'm not going to force it. Uh, obviously, you've shown me that you don't have a space for that in your apartment. But I was I had space for it here in my heart when I took oh. it home and I read it. As long it. as you read it, I don't I don't mind. Oh, no, apparently you do. No, you're turning this into a thing. No, you were very upset with me last week leaving here. You were like, how can you not? I just don't get it. And then you know what he said to me? He's like, you're not, you're not living your life. (laughs) That's what he said to me. Yeah. (laughs) You're not. You're being kind of judgy. I I come, I come over to this guy's place. He has 75 comic books on the table and he tells me I'm not living my life. (laughs) So look at all those stories that are sitting there waiting for you. I know. Look at all the variant covers. Yeah, <laughs> there's so Jamie many Lee. stories waiting for you to read them. Jamie Lee, he has a pile of all these comic books of the same edition. And then I go, oh, what's the one behind it? It's the same comic book, but just the cover is a different drawing. And it's another stack of all. What more... are you going to do with these? I hope he makes billions one day. You guys wouldn't get it. I love I love I it. don't. You know, You're right. I don't. You guys That's wouldn't, why I'm asking. I don't. I don't. I won't explain. I, I used to think. Like, because I used to collect comics when I was young, but I just thought of it as like this thing. Like, there was no motive behind it. Where Kasim explained to me what he's starting to do is like uh, Sweet Tooth just came out on Netflix. And when he hears rumblings of that, he'll go and buy a bunch of copies of Sweet Tooth because he knows the price is going to go up. Well, I, in my case, I already had it before Sweet Tooth got announced. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm trying to get ahead because comic books are like super collectible. And so one comic book that's $3.99 could sell for hundreds, if not $1,000 in a few years. That's what we're talking really? about. That's serious I mean, money. You're really uh, an entrepreneur. Yeah, and you know who the person is who buys it for $1,000? <laughs> <That's me. laughs> it's the same guy who like bought that. it for three. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And then one day you're going to see that copy of that one and be like, well, I'm happy I have this because it's worth $1,000. I almost gave this to Rob and he would have had yeah. it on his coffee table, would have spilled something on it, no, would have been in the what, garbage. You know what I would do is I would then grade it for you and hand it to you as a present and tell you that you, now you have a $1,000 comic book. Yeah, I'd say about time. Wow. But, and then the reason why Kasim is such a good friend, I actually, I read for like my second role in like 10 years this you week. You did? Yeah, and Kasim put me on tape and he's I think Kasim could be a director. I think he's really I'm good. very good at auditions. I'm, I'm very me. good I'm at auditions. Tape. I mean, not doing them, but I'm good at like uh, getting people on reading? tape. And will reading? You do, with will you her, but also like breaking, breaking down the scene and talking to you about like what I think. I have. Uh, a, I actually have a fun audition that you could really help me with. Because I have to be like reading off, off across from somebody that's very sarcastic and funny. Send it. Can we help awesome. you? Can we help you right here? Can we put you it have on to the, send it to me? You have to no. send it to me in advance. And there's things I need from you. I need you to be off book by the time I will we, be off book. I promise. And I need you to send it to me so I can read it. And will you edit it. it and send it to me? So that's will you do that? If I, I send, can give you my thoughts, but like I want you to make your own notes. No, you're not editing your, it, but like yeah. I'll send it to you and you'll put my tape together. And he also needs one of your pair oh. of underwear. I don't know why he made me do that, but I gave it to him and then he needs it. He's going to need it with the too, sides. I yeah, I just yeah. need a, just one dirty cr- crunchy underwear. or clean. Maybe crunchy. a brassiere. Do you need a brassiere from her as well? Me, it was just underwear. Yeah. Uh, yep. 
Crunchy underwear and brassiere is fine. So how did it go? How did your tape go? Good? He's great. He's so good. And you know, when you see him on, when you see him do these things, you're like, oh, dude, this guy's, he's talented and he like doesn't want to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't want to be talented. There, you know, what's funny is, so Chasm helped me do something like this once before. Yeah. So once before, then he sees this one and the character's name is Angry Mike. And while we're sitting there, read it. He's like, well, this he's like, you know, I think this is good out of all the characters I've seen so far. This is the one that's most like you. And it's like, you've only seen one other one. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. That's what happened. The other one was less like you. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was really good. And he made me laugh so hard because the character, um, the other character in the scene is a gay guy. And he's like, oh, he's reading it for like the third time or whatever. And he's like, oh, is this uh, is this like the gay friend in the group? And uh, I'm like, yeah. And he's like. That is not me <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I was fucking laughing. And then there were times where we fucking, you know, I want to make. How many takes do you guys take? How many takes? The first time, it's I, up to him. The first time I did, <laughs> it's not up to you. <laughs> no, the first time we. If it was did, up to me. We'd do a lot less because I think he nails it, but he likes to do it more. Yeah. Oh, no, the first time we did too many. That that time we didn't do a lot. I think we did a lot. No, the first time. time we did way more for sure. Too insane. But like, even we the going... last time that we did, I think we could have done like half as much and you would have still nailed it. Yeah. But like it's part of the it's part of your process. That's what I also understand and I respect is that that's part of getting to that last take. Yeah. Getting through each one of those. Yeah. So if it was up to me, we would have a rehearsal day where we would just spend maybe all afternoon just doing blocking props, mm. what you're mm. going to wear, I can't wait. you know, all that stuff. And then we would maybe do a next day, let them sleep on the lines, let the blocking set next day. We would come in and, and record. Yeah. That's what I like ideal, ideally. Very cool. That's I what just, we would do. I, this was just like, I even like wrote my manager after everything. I was like, thanks. This is, I enjoyed myself doing it because it was like comedy and I cut like added my own shit. And this were like yeah. the one I did before I was like, this is, I don't want, I didn't feel good doing it. I didn't like, well, to, in, in your defense, the, in one, one day, I think hopefully we'll be able to talk about what movie it was for. And maybe I think, we'll, I, I, think I even said it already. It was a Jordan Peele thing. Okay. Yeah. But like when it comes out, we'll be what able are they to gonna see, do not give me the role. <laughs> yeah. We'll be able to see who like played it. And like, you'll, you'll see that it was kind of, it's a, it's going to be a great role, but like it, he but had him do he had him do like it was a very you know they can't give him the script because all those those scripts yeah. are locked down you know so they yeah. had him read another movie uh oh. script and a scene and like it was you know it was it was fine we we made the most of it i think but um this one was very straightforward it was as close to his like actual personality as i think i've i've you know, scene or like out it of, could be out of both just in general, okay, even, even stuff I've read is just you. It was like perfect. Yeah. Right. Um, except this person had a job. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think it was great. He did a great job. And, um, if you're looking to cast Rob, just know that you're casting <laughs> pajama, both of us. Ask pajama fans at gmail.com. <laughs> <at gmail.com. laughs> uh, yeah, but Casim was, Kasim was great. He's a good friend. He came over with like, cause I told him I'd come here and he's like, no, 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 I'll come there. And he sets up like the camera thing and he's got a wow. ring light and he's reading and he's, and he's, he's pacing and he's, uh, you know, he's, he gets into the character. He's, he's fantastic. He got a little great. too into one character, but. Yeah. There That's was like, great. you know, the bartender was like doing some dance, you know, I like to give Robert's eyes something to look at, you know? Yeah. So it's uh, so he's and the, I feel the like less he... amount of acting he has to do the better. Right. 
And you add this like level of like, you disarm somebody a little bit. So like you get them comfortable, you get them to do their best work because they're, they're just playing. Yeah. I also think the first time we did it, I had never like auditioned in front of a friend before and I had no audition for anything in 10 years. So I was like dreading yeah. oh. doing this thing yeah. where now yeah, like yeah, the yeah. second time I was like, oh, like totally like, yeah. didn't, I didn't have to, I just thought about like the work instead of like, oh my God, I'm like putting myself on tape and Chasm's coming here. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Like some people like bond over shit like that where for me, I just feel like it's douchey, like acting. Yeah. uh, Mainly auditioning, not acting, but like auditioning for me is just like, oh, this is so fucking ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's always weird doing it in front of someone because it always comes out different than how you were doing it alone. And and Mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah, I think being comfortable being disarmed is... It's a great. It's a great point. I think it's really important to be able to to do the best self tape you can, and yep. that's my. That's what I try and do. Yami Lee, we need a Jack update bad. You guys, so where did I tell me where I left off? Where he had peed you, one you time. You broke him like a a must like a wild Mustang. I literally flipped a switch. Goes to potty next morning. Went potty, no problem. Has been so freaking good for me. I I cannot even describe to you. He's a different kid. So Cutter when he goes, home, to, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, no you okay. <laughs> no, every, every people that haven't seen him in a couple of days or a couple of weeks are like he's so different right now. Goes to the potty, no problem. Anywhere, anytime. So that first day when he when he goes to the potty, like wakes up the the first day where he wakes up, goes to the potty. How do you react? So the next morning, right when he was like, it I was like, do you have to right. pee? I was like, do you have to pee? And he's like, uh, yeah. I was like, okay, ready to go. And he's like, okay. And then he was like doing the thing where he's like, look, mama, I'm doing it. Watch me. Like, like you could tell he was uncomfortable, but he was like trying to go with it. And then he saw it was fine. And then that was it. And we've been smooth sailing ever since. So happy to hear it. You guys, I don't know. I think he really needed boundaries. I think he really needed me to step up with my authority in a firm way. And I've really cut back on being sweet and sweet and trying and trying, trying and trying and trying and then losing it and just being really firm and, and just not rough, but like when it's, when it comes to a boundary or something he's not doing, I change my voice immediately. And he listens because he knows I'm not going to fuck around anymore. And it's awesome. It's great. Yo, time for another sponsor. This one's uh, from Hello Tushy. One of my favorite things you've ever said was, what was it? Shout out to my 4 p.m. spritz boys. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you said last time we did Hello Tushy. You guys, uh, you've got to give yourself a spritz, midday spritz, okay? Because uh, you're walking around, your ass gets a little swampy. Um, it's not as fresh as it was right after you took a shower. Do yourself a favor and give it a little, uh, you know, every yeah. day. If I If I'm home during the afternoon, and I've been walking around doing yard work, right? Uh, taking out the trash, so to speak. Going on the computer, sitting on my butthole all day. Get up around two, three, four, do a midday spritz. Um, and it's uh, probably one of the healthiest things you could do for your butthole. And listen, before I got Hello Tushy, I did think there was something weird about like people who use them. I'd be like, oh, I don't know. Like it was just something keeping me from doing it. After the first time I used it, I was like, I will never not use this again like now if i have mm-hmm. to travel when we travel or something like that 
and I don't have that. I feel like I'm yep. in the fucking uh, medieval times or some shit. Yeah. Keep your sweaty crack clean all summer long with the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment. It's stylish, eco-friendly. It's a refreshing little shower for your ass. So Hello Tushy 3.0 cleans soggy butts like a champ, but it doesn't stop there. It cleans itself with a smart spray automatic self-cleaning nozzle. Anytime I before I use it on my butt, I do it the self-cleaning side first. You turn it to the left. Then I turn it to the right and then I just, you gotta be slow about it because that jet's powerful and you could, you could really, if you turn it up too high, now you're playing with it. It's, it's just the most obvious thing ever. Where like, if you got shit all over your arm and you were like, I got shit on my arm and I was like, Oh, here's some toilet paper. You'd be like, what are you fucking crazy? Yeah. Like I need water. Yeah, you need water, water to get it off. This is, it's a no brainer. You got to get hello tushy. Defeat swamp ass. Go to hello tushy.com slash pajama to get 10% off. Plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash pajama for 10% off. Hellotushy.com slash pajama. Our boys are back. Theragun, baby. Theragun by those guys at Therabody. When we went to, uh, again, shout out to San Diego. When we went to San Diego, the for only thing I asked you, are you bringing? I was like, you bring the Theragun or should I bring mine? Yeah. Uh, look, it's, it's, not, it's one of those things I use every day. Okay. Uh, even if I'm not working out, I'll use it just because it's like nice at the end of the day, especially after you've been sitting all day, use on your lower back. Uh, it, it is, uh, not only one of these things that makes a great gift, but they come in all sorts of shapes, sizes, attachments. Um, Theragun is the quietest percussive device that you could buy on the market as cheap as $199. There's a gen four Theragun. Doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. And people say like 199. Well, yeah. How much do you think it should cost for a lifetime of massages? Yo. Yeah. One massage is 120 bucks before tip. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You get, you skip two massages, you get this. And for my favorite is my legs. I love using. I love using them on Rob's legs. Yeah. Gabby, edit that out. Don't don't edit it out, Gabby. <laughs> Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash pajama right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash pajama. Theragun.com slash pajama. Treat yourself right. Treat what? yourself right. Treat yourself right. So you 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 treat yourself so bad you can't even say that. Treat yourself right. Hey, support the people who support the show. I was watching this uh, documentary on Netflix and it's the um, it's like that. I, I there's a murder in Ireland and like, oh, I started watching that. Then I couldn't understand what they were saying. Then I <laughs> yeah, that's my people. It's half of me. And then, yeah, but they um, fuck what I want to say. Oh, and then there's this there's this kid in it and he's talking about um, it was his mother who died. And he's like, I know when I got that phone call that my mom died. He was like, it was an instant transition from childhood to adulthood. And I was like, wow, that's, I was, and I was like, I wonder if that's how the transition happens for a lot of kids from childhood to adulthood has been like that mm. for something you love dies. Yeah. Someone you love like well, a pet traumatic, or a person. Yeah. And then like, that's like, Oh wait, we're not just like here having fun. Right. Like this, there, there's an ending to yeah. all this and, and it's scary and it's uh. definitely definitely yeah it's definitely it definitely changes your view in the world and, and life and makes you think more yeah 
I feel like I've been very fortunate in the fact that both my parents are still alive, but I also haven't had like any real close friends or that's a period family member, just end of statement (laughs) or just family members that have passed away. I think the only time I like my grandpa passed away, my dad's father, and uh, he passed away when I was in fifth grade. And I had only met him like maybe twice my whole life. Okay. And so when he passed away, I had, I was kind of detached. Like I understood that it was a sad thing and I saw my dad cry for the first time. So then I knew it was like a big, you know, it was a big deal. And then I would imagine like what it would be like if my dad died. And I was like, Oh, that's very sad. But I feel like, uh, I, I am when it does happen, I think it's going to like really hit me hard. Because yeah. I don't haven't had a lot of practice. I have I've only owned one dog and he's still alive, you know? Oh. And wow. so, so you've really had not had to deal with much grief necessarily. No, I've had friends, a couple friends pass away, but like they they were more of acquaintances than they were like friends. people you knew. People that I knew, you know. I Nothing think I just that was went like- to my first funeral, like it wasn't even a funeral, it was like, what do you call it when you're like you're not like seeing the body. Yeah. Everyone's kind of there like talking about the memories of that person, but like, there's no real, yeah. Is that awake? A memorial, a memorial. You know, I went to one of those for the first time a few years ago, uh, when my buddy Chad passed, but you know, other than that, uh, I think I've got a lot of grief inbound and towards like that. Well, just like, you know, it's inevitable, but, but I'm also in a place where I think I would handle it much better you know, now than, than before, but it's, it's weird. You say that because I, so my grandmother passed away when I was young. And then after that, no one died until I was like 28 and right around 28. When I got sober after that, I had so many people die, like close friends, family, everything. And it was like, it's kind of insane, like how it all happened. And I don't know how the fuck I would have dealt with it uh, when I was doing drugs and drinking and everything, but, uh, you know, it was certainly better that obviously better that I was not, but it's crazy. Like the number from, from the time, I don't know when my grandmother passed away, how old I was like eight or nine or 10, but from then until 28, I had nobody like the closest, uh, person who died was like the person my grandfather married on my dad's side after he, you know, whatever, like the, yeah. got divorced from the ground. Like, like, there yeah, was yeah, yeah. No one. Yeah. And then it was like, boom, 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 like closer and close, like just fucking wild. It's crazy how that happened. So be up, get prepared, babe. Does it get easier with each one or is each one kind of hit you no. in its own? Yeah, way? they're all they're all different. Well, they all mean something different to you. So it's just a different piece of your, you know, it's like for me, you know, when my, either of my grandparents passed away as devastating as it was. And as sad as I was, you almost like oddly prepare yourself for like, okay, like grandparents pass away first. Do you know what I mean? Like this, these are the people that, you know, you could lose They're older, um, not that it made the pain any less, but you know, it's, you felt a little more prepared for it. 
Um, I had a friend pass away when I was 16. He was a little bit older. He was an actor and he was Brad Stoll. Um, he died of leukemia and he was 20 and that was really hard and really sad. Um, just because it just felt like very sudden and shocking. And, you know, he, he, you know, it went quick. Um, and then I didn't really have anyone else die after that until my brother. And, you know, it's been a journey, I think of grief, you know, around him, you know, it was, it was sudden, but at the same time, like we had like a week with him in the hospital before he passed while he was in a coma. So like, he wasn't really there, but almost like you got all those moments where you, you know, you think you wish you had to say certain things. Like there was a night, my brother and I just slept over in the hospital and got to have all the time and all our reminiscing and talking. And it was oddly therapeutic, like that week in the hospital as devastating. It was for us to kind of really process all our feelings about him and like uh, together. I think we all knew ultimately like the end of the week, we were going to let him go. Um, but for me, I mean, I miss my brother obviously all the time and my heart's broken, but it's more now grief has turned into for me about him. Just like, Oh, Adam would have loved this. Like Adam would love my house right now. Like, oh my God, he'd be flying here all the time in this casita. Or when Jack says, does something funny, I'm like, oh my God, Adam would have gotten such a kick out of Jack. They would have gotten along so well. Like things like that, that almost make me smile in a weird way because, you know, I like to believe somewhere in the ethers he's enjoying him or is around us. But um, that's the way I process it. I have a lot of... Um, Perhaps because it wasn't too tragic. I mean, it hasn't been anything like crazy tragic where I've lost someone, you know, like, um, so maybe that's why I have a little bit more peace around death. Cause for Adam, it was like, there was no one, he was here one second and then he had a brain aneurysm and was just gone. So it felt like it was almost, um, like his story. Like it wasn't anybody that took his life from him or anything tragic like that. So I, and my other people that I've known have just kind of been natural causes and diseases. So I don't know, I guess I have my own like healthy relationship with death, at least thus far, but, um, but everybody's different. Every, everyone. How did it, how did it change your life? Like him passing away? Well, I remember something I said in his eulogy um, because one of the things we used to kind of always get annoyed about Adam for was how he lived his life in the way of like paycheck to paycheck. Like if he was going on vacation, he'd upgrade to the suite and just spend the money. And we'd be like, dude, you make, you don't make money. What the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm on vacation. I want a nice vacation. Like, it's just like, and we'd be like, what? And like, he didn't really want kids necessarily. Like he didn't think about the future. He loved, he was vain in the best way possible. And he loved being young and that's, I guess, why I also had closure because I was like, I don't think he had any real specific dreams to happen later in life. He was 41. Like, I think he was, he was engaged and he loved Danielle with all his heart. But like, I don't think he wanted all the things. He wanted the things she wanted for her, but maybe not for him. Like he loved being Uncle Adam and coming in and out and doing his own thing. And I don't know, for me, that's why I just had peace. Like Adam didn't want to be old. He didn't want the stresses of life. And so anyway, during his eulogy, I said, you know, 
the way you lived life used to baffle us, but now inspires us, you know, and I think about him all the time and that he was just like always so in the moment and um, could have had a hundred million things to worry about and chose not to when he was with his family and family always came first. And he was just always super present with us and happy to be around us. And I've really tried to um, honor that. And I'm, you know, what I live far away from my family. So when I am with them, I am always like that because I think of him. He sounded like a blast. He was, he, he was, loved yeah. Rob. <laughs> he was great. He was yeah. great. He was I, great. I think, um, yeah, I just, I think it is like you said, like it's, it's different because there's some people where like with my grandfather, so my grandmother who passed away was his, um, wife. And I yeah. knew like when she passed away and I was young, I was like, man, I just wish I could give her one more hug. Like I just, mm. wish I, could. I always thought that way. So whenever I saw my grandpa left my grandpa, even if he was just like standing there, I'd always go and hug him and like be hugged so much all the time. So like, and I knew that's why I did it. Like I purposefully made a decision when I was really young too. I was like, Oh, I'm always going to do this. And we live in the same building. So I'd see him all the time. And even if it was like, I just saw him or in the elevator, I was like, I'll oh, give him a big hug. So like, that was a nice thing where when he did pass and when somebody's like in their eighties and something, you think about that. Like when you sure. see them and they're getting older, you see they're having trouble walking. You're like, God, one day they're not going to be here. This, but for me, you know, I've had in the last couple of years, uh, like, you know, two people who at one point were my best friends and then two, you know, or maybe three really. And then one other person who was a really close friend. And it's like, um, you don't, you, you're so rattled. Like it's, it's, yeah. I wasn't able to grieve We're with my grandfather. I felt like it was instant grief. Like yeah. that we're with these other people were so young that you're like, I don't like, it's shocking. Do you like, I, yeah. like you, you can't comprehend like the, your brain for me, my brain couldn't make the connection to like, no, you're never seeing them again. Yeah. Like that's it. They're gone. Like it was more like what's going on? Like it doesn't, yeah. I don't know. It's really hard to, uh, that's so hard. <clears throat> yeah. I, that's crazy. I, I can't imagine the closest I ever got to that. I don't know if you guys had, I feel like in every graduating class, there's like maybe a person or two that dies, you know, like, I don't know if, if you're in your senior class or whatever, but I remember there was like a couple kids I had gone to school with and more so than family members. I had seen these people every day for, you know, whatever the school year was. And then one kid got into like a motorcycle accident and another kid got into some sort of other accident. And then just, they just stopped coming to school. And then you just, you, you have this weird sort of like, you knew them, you know, but like, I, I, I'm just not used to the fact of reconciling that person's just like you said, is not there anymore. It's not, uh, it's not natural. I remember, I mean, and I'll, maybe we can move on, after yeah. this, but I think, I, I, <laughs> I think it's important for me to talk about this stuff. Cause I don't really ever talk yeah. about it, but like I had an ex and Rob knows her, but like she had an, uh, an uncle who had ALS and um, I remember there was uh, a day where she was like, Hey, uh, my uncle is, he has ALS and he's going to, um, I don't know what the correct phrase is, but he was going to like end his life, you know, mm -hmm. that, that week. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it was really hard for him to yeah. like, he was, and I, okay. So I, I met him on like a Wednesday. Um, and, and we were kind of like recently we had been dating for a few months, so we weren't, you know, long-term or anything, but we felt like 
comfortable enough to where I could go support her during this thing. And he's, he, you, I walked into this room and he was on a, uh, you know, like a medical, one of those like fold up, you know, one of those things. And, um, reclining wheelchair type of thing. Yeah. Like a, um, a hospital bed. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. One of those things. I'm a doctor (laughs) and he was all there mentally. Like he, he was even like, Oh yeah, we we were there. Right. And he was like, Oh, we watched your videos. We were watching your YouTube channel. I was like, Oh, embarrassed. And like, we were talking and I was like, Oh my God. Did it. Yeah, (laughs) dude. I want to laugh at that. I'm sorry. We need some levity. I get it. Come on. I'm trying to. And so I don't always want to be the sad guy. <laughs> Come on, he, just couldn't, he couldn't really move. And he was, but he was talking and he was there and he was sharp and he was mm-hmm. mentally there. Yeah. And then the next day he was gone. And then, then that day we had a, a, um, a wake, a memorial. And it was like, I just saw this dude yesterday. And he was and alive. It, he was alive. Like, Not only that, he was like that's talking I mean. and making yeah. jokes and like, Exactly. He was alive and it's not, he wasn't sick. And you know, there, it was just such a weird, just to tie it into that, like one minute they're there and then the next minute they're gone. And it's just tough to reconcile that. Yeah. I, I had one moment and then we should move on. Well, with my brother though, the last correspondence we had was the night before he died. He texted me like, will you pick me up from the train? And I was like annoyed and like, didn't write him back. (laughs) and then the next morning he was gone and i was like of course i was like i just wish i wrote him back and said like sure babe sure i'd like love you you know those are so because of that i write every i never will never not write someone back and if i don't it's because jack opened my phone while he was on youtube like pressed it and then ignored it like i will never not write anyone back immediately to the point where it gives me anxiety if I don't want someone back right away. Yeah. And I see it. Yeah. On that note, there's a lot of emails that we don't get to write back to. Well, I, I could cheer, I could cheer us up a little, or just a little something different. Half of that documentary I was talking about mm-hmm. is, so it's in Ireland. The other half is in uh, France and they're speaking French. And I remember I had to debate with this girl one time where we were talking about like, what language is the most beautiful, like sounds the most beautiful, this, and I said Italian because I just think it's yeah. Italian. And she said French. And I, I still don't know how people find that language. And I'm sorry for all the French people listening. One of my best friends, Patty, if you're listening, I'm sorry. But I, I think it sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's among the better of the languages. I do. I do think Italian is better. All times. But like it's as a Middle Eastern guy who's who grew up and hears Arabic all the time. And that's like a very throat clear language. Can you give us a little? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like, it. It's just a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, he said pajama pants. That that language to me, although is beautiful in its history, it's just a very like from here. And it doesn't sound as good as <laughs> a lot like, of fun. You know, that's French to me. And yeah, Italian is like is passionate. It's similar too, but yeah, French is the language of lovers, right? Isn't yeah. that what they say? I don't, I don't get it, man. I, it, it goes right over my fucking head. I hear French and I'm just, I just hear like annoyed people. Now it's Australian because of Love Island. Oh, Australian's the greatest, but, but it's not the most beautiful. Sorry, good. He's a great mate. Oh, right, eh? I can't do it now. We need to watch I the know, show again. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. We got an email, babe. Yeah, we got some emails. We got some email. We got a uh, we got a long one. Um, this one's good though. I uh, 
but also I didn't read all of it, but it's good. This one's from uh, <laughs> Philip from Long Island. <laughs> it says, uh, "It's uh, scoot up a little bit. Will you fill this frame?" As Gabby's yeah. gonna, Gabby yells at us when we're not filling. Oh, was frame. that a Philip joke? Philip the frame. Uh, hey gang, I'm not. I'm sure I'm not one of your mainstream viewers, as I'm much older than the average. I'm sure, say Steve Sharipa's age, but I've watched nearly all your podcasts. Though I do skip over portions when you talk about things like bathroom habits. For the life of me, I don't know why you do that. Is that a thing? Are people interested in that stuff? Remember when you were asking me about why why was I getting uncomfortable with all the fart and butt talk at one time? It's for the guys like it's for this guy. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's podcasts about whatever he likes to a couple of things. First to Jamie Lynn or Yamie LOL. Yes. What's the genesis of that, by the way? Did I miss something? Mima. Uh, My Spanish grandma calls me Yamie. Oh, is that where I, is that why you started calling her that because of that? Yeah, and then there was um a woman on Sopranos <laughs> who would see Jamie and she'd be like, "Oh my Jamie Lee!" <laughs> and it was just like, uh, and nobody else reacted to it, and I thought it was like the funniest fucking thing ever. And she Hilarious. would. Oh, she was oh, like, it was one of those people who enjoyed saying your name all the time, too. Yeah. So she'd be like, oh, Jamie Lee will do it. Like, oh, did you see what Jamie Lee was wearing? And I just always thought. So then there was like a um, when Jamie Lee Curtis, there was like a fucking skit on um, Saturday Night Live where she's like Activia and she's like shitting her pants. <laughs> like mm-hmm. shitting her pants and stuff. I would send it to Jamie, but it was just, yeah, it was. And then it became Jamie Lee. And I just. Jamie Lee. And I would sing songs about Yami Lee. I had songs uh-huh. that were, they were great. Uh-huh. All right, there you go, Philip. Once ago, during the height of the pandemic, I felt the utmost respect for parents across the country who had to deal with the quarantine, with the kids at home, virtual school, et cetera. I can only imagine how tough that had to be. And at the time, I was saying that there should be a ticker tape parade to honor responsible parents. Having said that, I was forming an opinion on Jamie, Jamie's parenting based on the stories <laughs> you spoke about on previous podcasts. For me, the shit hit the fan when Jamie said she needed to have McDonald's in the car in order to satisfy Jack and prevent him from going crazy. Right then and there, I sensed that Jamie was not doing what was necessary. This is in all caps. The parent is the boss. You like this email, Cass? See, Jamie, you get only one person's on your team here. Me. This is how you're going to say goodbye to me with this email right now? <laughs> yeah. Jamie's got to go early but, and look what you're doing. But this is this is exactly okay, what it is. Give it to happening. me. Bread it on me. The parent has to take charge and establish rules and their children must abide by them lest they be punished. I was saying to myself, Jamie, if you can, if you can't control your little boy now, what are you going to do when he's 16? Really? And this doesn't apply to you, but it's sickening when I hear about celebrities announcing to the world that it's okay for children to decide what gender they want to be. No, it's not okay. (laughs) There's no way more to being a parent than simply providing way more. There's way more to being a parent than simply providing food and clothing. Amen. So I'm glad you saw a therapist, Jamie, and hopefully that will have a huge positive effect. Again, I have the utmost respect for you because I know how hard it is to be a parent. P.S. So sorry your pilot went kaput. See? Very sweet. What a sweetheart. (laughs) Regarding Kasim's horrible night. Wow. How awful. (laughs) I know how horrible it is when there's a sound that prevents you from sleeping because I love peace and quiet in general. And your ordeal with the spiders in the middle of the night, I can't imagine. But Cass, after I, I reacted with a loud OMG, I said to myself, there's his UFOs, LOL. It was fun looking back and seeing J&R's <laughs> raw reaction to the spider story. 
Robert, regarding your most recent relationship or any future ones, I think it's unhealthy and disrespectful to discuss every intimate detail on the pod, even though I'm sure all the listeners, viewers love it. Same Does goes this for- guy like the pod? <laughs> He's is this, is this a goodbye letter? I got off easy. Same goes for you, Jamie Lynn. I cringe when you were mentioning seemingly private things about your hubby. A relationship between husband and wife should be sacrosanct. Personal details or relationship shouldn't be broadcast to the world. I am HO. Having said that, this older guy enjoys the podcast. Best wishes, Philip from Long Island. So you don't want us to talk about really personal, intimate (laughs) shit. What should the podcast be about, Philip? Well, look, (laughs) I think there is a portion of Philips out there that aren't used to that sort of thing, right? If if Philip's in his raw, real honesty that we are giving, this is just not stuff people did back in the day. You're right. You're absolutely right. Celebrities, not even celebrities, people. People, people didn't, didn't share their problems. About, people didn't, didn't share. It was hard. Like people didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. Look, uh, appreciate it. Go because, out he, because at the bottom of this, he is a listener. Philip is a listener. Yes. And there's things Respect. from the pod that he still likes, even though if he skips over portions, like when we talk about poops. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever, Philip. Well, Philip, I'm about, to, I have to literally do an audition right now. Okay. He's gonna go fill up the toilet. I like that. Philip, Skip over that, Philip. Fill up you the scumbag. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. I like Philip. I'm just, you know, I uh I actually thought, first of all, I always asked the person I was dating if it was okay to share stuff. And if yeah. she says it is, right. why is it not okay to do that? And uh I actually thought I, I was holding <laughs> a lot back but you were right, too much for you Philip. were and you would always say that anyway okay yeah, well please. thanks jamie um well you yeah we'll handle I'm the sorry rest of the to pod. leave early no 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 you got a um, you got a job i'm gonna try and get treat, a job treat it like a job and we're gonna uh, well, and you pass I'm, I'm holding you too if you're around to read with me before monday yeah oof, man i'm fucking slammed but send me the script i will find time we'll make it happen Amen. Okay. Bye, I'm guys. so busy though. Bye, Emily. Bye. See ya. Bye. Uh, time for a sponsor. We interrupt our podcast for uh, one of our few sponsors of this episode, which is HelloFresh.com. Um, I got a HelloFresh. You were pumped. You were cooking away. Yo, you know what my secret was? They what? when they said, "Hey, how many people do you want it for?" You know, it's just me here. Yeah, I know what you did. Yeah, <laughs> what did I do? You did the same thing I did. I, I said, said I feed a family of four. I said, <laughs> that's right. I said, send me the food for four people. Yeah, of course. Because I want, I, I keep, I keep it. I make it, and I'll have it for dinner or lunch the next day. You know what I mean? And um, also, by the way, I'm not talking about HelloFresh. I'm just talking about in general. Food yeah. for one person is never enough for me. To me, serving sizes are for you got to double, always double up. Yeah. Whatever serving size for two people is, that's one meal for me. Okay. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre measured ingredients and mouth watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Okay. Try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals. 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and more easy options perfect for your busy lifestyle. They offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready to eat salad sandwiches and soups. It's amazing. Yeah, I made a shepherd's pie. I've never made shepherd's pie before. No. And I made it, uh, give you everything you need pre portioned. I had all the the ground beef, you know. You might even say HelloFresh took you to parts of the world that you'd never been. That's exactly where where was that? Uh, England? What's Shepherd's Pie from? Scotland? I don't know. Is that, Ireland? Is that the Irish? Yeah, you I would know. know the Shepherd's Pie. Yeah. 
so uh, do do us a favor, support the people, support the show by going to HelloFresh.com. Tell them what the promo code is. Yes, go to HelloFresh.com slash pajama14. That's pajama14 for up to 14 free meals. That's crazy. And you get free shipping. So go to HelloFresh.com slash pajama14. You get 14 free meals plus free shipping. Hey, new sponsor for the pod, Lucy Nicotine. Huh? Yeah, nicotine gum to help people switch from cigarettes to a cleaner alternative. Yeah, it's a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Um, Look, I used to smoke, okay? One of the worst parts about smoking is A, finding a place to smoke uh, outside, and then B, walking back in and smelling like smoke. I was a smoker too, and also the worst part was trying to stop. (laughs) Also... (laughs) Trying to stop was not easy. So if you are a smoker and you're looking for a cleaner alternative, um, there's a couple different options Lucy has for you here. There's nicotine gum, okay, that has four milligrams of nicotine that come in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. That's not a flavor you see often. And also, even if you are a smoker and there's just places that you can't smoke, you know, you got the plane, you got the, you're with your Mm -hmm. kids. You don't want your kids to see you smoking. Boom. What do you do? Lucy. Yeah. Or pop in a lozenge. They also have lozenges. Uh, that come in cherry ice, citrus, or mint. Man, all these flavors look great. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes and plug your vape. Throw out your dip. Get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, so it's simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend your pre-tax dollars on them. Wow. Pajama Pants listeners, go to lucy.co, that's lucy.co, and use promo code PAJAMA to get 20% off all the products on your first order, including the gum or the lozenges. That's lucy.co, lucy.co, and use promo code PAJAMA at checkout. Also, we got to give this disclaimer warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code pajama. Oh God. Is she gone? Yeah. Thank so God. what, 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 dude, what are we doing now? Look, let's, let's get to a couple more of these emails. And then, uh, I got an update about my mockingbird situation. They about just, okay, good. I got an email or an Instagram from one of you that says, hey, Cass, you should you should buy uh, one of those decoy owls or hawks. So uh, where are you from? <laughs> you hear about the owl problem? Yes, I do. <laughs> so I got I went on Amazon and I got these two bad boys. OK, he's holding up a owl and a fake hawk, fake owl as well. I got a real owl in one hand and a fake hawk in the other. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, by the way, these came in at the worst time. Last night was the first night. I didn't hear the mockingbird all night. So I scared bird. Tell me about that. What's that like? <laughs> and you know what's funny? Remember that hawk that showed up right here uh, when yeah, we were yeah. filming? I saw the same hawk. It's the same one. You don't know if it's the same hawk. There's not more than one. Of course there is. They have territories. One ha- the, the hawk of Rancho Cucamonga? They have territories. Like the guy who manages all the jack-in-the-boxes in the area is just the one guy. Right. So uh, I think because I saw that hawk, he scared off the mockingbirds. And that was a real one. So I'm, I'm uh, maybe got these in a little bit too late, but I want to thank the person that sent me the message on Instagram. I'm going to throw these bad boys up on the roof and see what happens. Uh, first night in almost a month where I got 
through the night without having to wear earplugs. Oh, I'm I'm thrilled for you. I'm happy. You were getting shit sleep, huh? I was getting the worst sleep. Ugh, that's terrible. See, I never I could sleep through anything. Like I I, I have a problem getting to sleep and noises will bother me, whatever. Once I'm asleep, you can't like even alarm clock struggle to wake me up. Do you do this thing where you wake up? I do this, I wake up at like 3 a.m. And then sometimes I just need to, I need to like watch a thing or listen to a thing to go back to sleep. Never. Never? I so You don't go pee in the middle of the night? I very rarely, but I take my phone and I put it in the bathroom four hours before it's time to go to bed. I don't look at any because laptop. Of the, because of the waves. Yeah, the, no, because of the because of the blue light. I don't want, I just want in another room. Like, I don't want to think about it because if I open my eyes in the middle of the night and my phone is there, there'll be a thing of like, oh, oh did I get a, t-? like, the, just that thought of like four hours before you go to bed? Four hours. What yeah. are you doing in the four hours? Really, I'll chill. I'll watch TV. Oh, I'll watch. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, yeah I thought, thanks for asking. Oh, I thought that you hear from uh, Kevin Fetty. What the, do you think Kevin Fetty was in the news today? <laughs> was that what you have Britney Spears? The, uh, what do I do for four hours? Nothing. I just, I, I chill. I watch TV. I, I decompress. So you, but you watch TV that has blue light. Yeah, I know, but it's not like uh, six inches from my face. Okay, so you know you what just, I mean. You, you just don't want it up close. Yeah, yeah, I don't want it yeah. right there uh, in my face, and and also I just think like when you're all these screens go to the screens, the different apps, and this like I think it makes your brain fucking go racing. And I, I remember I watched the Joe Rogan had a guy on who it was like a sleep doctor. And he talked about all the stuff to do. And I can't remember what I do because of that and what I just do uh, on my own. But he was he was incredible. And I my I never wake up in the middle of the night. I never get less than seven hours of sleep. I'm a I'm a solid fucking sleep guy. Not me, dude. I don't know what happened. I changed, though. I used to be you and I changed. I think you're too much on the. On the you think like, it's too much phone, too much phone screens. This bank, like you're, I'm on eBay. Yeah, till I mean, the second I go to bed, I'm getting high off the auctions. And that's and see, that's how it was when I first started dating this girl. It was like as soon as I woke up, no matter when it was, I was like, oh, I wanted to go to my phone and like see if she texted me or what's going on. Or th- there was like that new that NRE, NRE. Shout, out to, shout out to your mom's house, the the NRE. Uh, and I was like, uh, babe, I was buzzing, yeah. I was straight boozing. <laughs> I, I was. I was like. I was like. Oh man, does it like I? I didn't sleep as well. I didn't. You know. So yeah, it's a good thing that's over. You know. Well, what are you doing now then? Now I'm. What just, about the babes? You know. I'm. I'm gonna look. I'm. I'm kind of like. I don't know, man. I. I enjoy. I'm not somebody who's like. You know. I have friends who, as soon as they break up with somebody, it's like, oh, I gotta. Oh, I can't wait to get out there. This. I'm not that dude. Like, Do I seem like that to you? No, definitely not. Oh, I, dude, there's these girls on these fucking apps and it's like, uh, I hope you enjoy brunch. It's like, what does that tell me about you? Like, how, it's, it's, it's like, say three things about yourself. And one of those three things is like, I hope you like brunch. It's like, yeah, yeah they're just I, telling you they like to get fucked up during the day on a Sunday. Right. But it's yeah. like, I, I, I uh, it just bothers me. And, you know, as a sober guy, like brunch exited. As soon as I got sober, I stopped brunching. Oh, fuck that. Even when I was as fucked up as could be, I would be sleeping. Like, who's like, who's like, oh, let's go fucking mimosas at 10. That's like such a loser thing to me. Oh, sorry no, to all I, the brunchers out no, there. No, I see. I lived when I lived in Venice, I could walk across the street to this like real happening brunch spot. And it had like uh, like bottomless mimosas. And to be like jack drunk at like 1 p.m on a sunday was like the best feeling until it was like 3 p.m and then you were dead tired 
And then you had to like take this midday nap. And then one of those naps where you wake up at like six, but you don't know what day it is. And then you can't fall asleep. It's the worst. It's that, the, yeah, that's why I never did it. Like I, yeah. I, I know but for that couple hours, it's you're jamming, dude. Nah, I hate it. I I hated all that. Like people fucking. I'm trying to get wasted, and people are eating eggs Benedict next to me. I don't, I'm not. That's not. Uh, brunch, people do like food lines of sucks. Coke. Fucking dick. Okay. I uh, I'm gonna get a lot of hate because a lot of people like breakfast. Breakfast fucking sucks. Oh, bacon, egg, and cheese on a roll, and my fucking brunch Derek fucking Jeter. Sucks. No, I'm all I'm a fucking lunch dinner guy. And my Derek Jeter, thanks for having sex with me, Kit. That bacon, egg, and cheese. That yeah. shit hits the spot, son. I'm not a fucking egg guy. I think it's uh, one of the most boring foods. And when people put fucking eggs on their burger, or they oh, put, I like that. You fucking get one of those like pickled eggs in your ramen. I want to fucking throw up. It's disgusting. I'm not fucking with that, but a nice, a nice fucking, I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't know. Like if there are, if there are not common sense stuff, but like these common topics that people know about, I don't even know. I probably sound like an idiot just there, but um, like, I don't, I know scrambled eggs, everything else to me. I'm like, I, I have to describe what the egg looks like, you know, yeah, like the yellow on top. Yeah. 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 Like, Oh, I don't want it hard. You know, like, it's like the, I want it gooey. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how people know. Like oh, the worst is, when I'm with some, it, it may, it like opens a door when I'm with somebody and they order eggs like a way I've never heard. Yeah. You know, so, and you're yeah, like, yeah. whoa, like medium scrambled. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Even that is like, what are you talking about, dude? Easy sundown. Yeah. It's like, just be a fucking, I, I scrammed my whole life. I just ate scrambled eggs. My dad just called them fried eggs. Right. Yeah. You but yo, you, you don't like a fucking egg on a burger? No. Oh my Why? god! What? Tell me what it because does. Because the yolk. With what the, about what about the yolk? The yolk with the meat with the cheese, like that combination, that taste, that the texture. Oh man! I don't. Dude, do, I'm making some people hungry out there. Though. I know I'm. Gonna, I know I'm in the minority on this. So if you're getting angry just because I'm saying this, just know that I know that you, you are the majority. I don't like the gooey on my meat. I like a gooey thing on like traditional breakfast things. Toast. I will put a fried egg on there. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, a scrambled egg uh, next to a piece of sausage. Fine. This is what it takes to get you fired up. I'm always trying to get you fired up. It's eggs. Eggs is the least sexy food. What other food when you can cook and it smells like a goddamn fart bomb has gone off in the room? What food? What oh, food? Oh, oh, so sorry, Philip. <laughs> anyway. I'm real upset about that little fortune. Phil, I love Philip. Philip, send me, just send me direct email. <laughs> Ask pajama pants at gmail.com. If you're like a, a look out, look at how long this email was. This guy was a fan. This guy's a fan. No, I don't think he is. I think he's a curmudgeon. <laughs> uh yeah, no, no to eggs and uh fuck you, fuck you for putting it on your burger. You got another email here. If you, oh, you, you know what I've been doing lately when I come home. And I have like I really have to pee. I've been timing it. Just I, I did it once. Dude, just how to, fucking bored are you? I was I did it once just to be interested. Like because so I was like, how long is a pee? Like how long is a long pee? Yeah, you know. And then I did it. What would you think is like a like oh, I really got to pee? And then you pee. Oh, I know I've peed for over a minute and a half before. That's a long. That's a good pee. If I hold it like especially on a drive home and I come back, uh, but I've never timed it from the start. You know what will happen is like 45 seconds in, I go, man, it's been like 45 seconds. Then I'll go 46, 47, and I'll start counting from there. But yeah, see, I see, I because I always have my phone in the bathroom counter. I go, hey, Siri, start the, start the stopwatch. <laughs> and then she starts it. And we That's got, what Steve Jobs had in mind when he made all this. For sure. I got a minute and eight seconds. was my. I did three Ps. That's a long P. 
Yeah. Thanks, man. Think about all the stuff you could be doing, dude. All the stuff we we added up all that time. We should be able to have a, a better system. Are you worried about losing your hair like I am? Uh, no, I think I'm worried about like maybe like going gray. I don't know. I don't really think about. I'm not too worried about. You're worried about going gray. Going gray is <laughs> fine. People love it. No, I don't want to go all gray. Look, I got gray. I got gray on the side. You have more gray than shit. I do. Yeah. Do so, you think? So the, then the, you have a lot more on the side. Yeah. So that's why I, it might be okay for me to worry about going gray. Gray is fine. Would you just for men? You know, would I you be want, one of these guys that like, I would jet black hair, but they're obviously got gray in the beard? I wouldn't. But here's the thing, right? I don't like the fact that I kind of look young. Like I have a younger look, you might say. And and with that gray hair, I think I feel like it just feels creepy. Like, oh, look at this like young looking person with gray so, hair. It's kind of Michael J. Foxy. Yeah, but I don't you know. remind me of Michael J. Fox a little bit. I, you know, one time I had somebody ask me to sign an autograph and I signed it and then they were like, you're not Michael J. Fox. And I was like, I'm not Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, he that's, just thought you were Michael J. Fox. That's real. Yeah. Saw your autograph. It said Robert. Yeah. And he's like, you're not Michael J. Fox. I'm like, no. And he looked at me like, why would you fucking sign this then? Like, you know, yeah, like, oh, he why? just thought you, you were a regular guy. Yeah. He didn't go, oh, you're not Michael J. Fox. You're Robert Eiler. <laughs> you know, he had yeah. no clue. He was just like, oh, yeah. And by the way, I was like, really young when it happened like you just forget how crazy some people are like you were 12 I, I was, michael j fox was 30 i was really young michael yeah. j fox was a lot older than me at the time but the um even when it's weird because even when i get roles now like uh and i get the script it's always for like a fat person it's like people think i'm still fat because i was fat yeah in sopranos or like i was fat in the first two seasons of sopranos and sometimes i even see people from like who watched the show, who recognized me in the street. And they're like, Oh, you lost weight. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. For 80% of the show. It's just some, it's just weird that like some people remember me as being very fat. Do you have a celebrity? If they passed away, it would like, it would, it would be a devastating loss. How did your brain go to that? We were talking about death earlier. And also, I was thinking that? about Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and I thought if Michael J. Fox were to go, it would, it would be rough. It'd be rough for me. Back to the future. One of my all time favorite movies. Uh, right. you're, you're a celebrity. If you win, I'd be devastated. That's so kind of you. I'd, I'd be upset for two, guy. three hours. I, I'm surprised it would even be that long. You yeah, know what? Well, I wouldn't, leave, I I wouldn't leave you this comic book. <laughs> How am I me, supposed to leave you anything when I pass away? You leave me all the comic books. I'm just like, oh, who's to look over my estate? <laughs> Who will look over my estate? I don't know. You get I'd... the fucking owl. Yeah. You get the owl, you get the hawk. Uh, would I be upset? Is there any? Yeah, I mean, there's there's people whose podcasts I listen to who are celebrities who I, I'd be upset if they, but just like be, from knowing them as like a child or like Robert De Niro, that'd be pretty rough, right? Uh, no, I'd be all right with it. Okay, well, let's send, let's clip that, send that to Robert's. Page. Well, I know on Steve Sharippa uh, and Michael Imperioli's podcast, Steve Sharippa says he hates Robert De Niro, like he knows him in person, he thinks he's an asshole. Jesus, yeah, man. So hey, R.I.P. I shook his hand once, Robert De Niro. Oh, our boy Joey Perino fucking loves Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. How dare you? Joe's listening to this right now. He's, he's, he's cursing you. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I think Michael J. Fox. He's putting his hands over his Robert De Niro ears statue, you know? You know, one of the, the ears of his. Oh, the, forget it. Right before Michael Jackson died, I remember like a few weeks before I was like, man, if Michael Jackson ever goes, like, that's going to be rough. That's going to be rough. And the. And okay, so what, like that level, is there a, a person that level where it would cause like mass sort of like people will take to the streets, it would make the news cycle, 
people that would, I would give a shit about. Is there a well, celebrity on really that, upset? Is there a celebrity that on that level? Michael Jackson. You know, Farrah Fawcett died that same fucking day. Or maybe the day before. No one fucking remembers because of Michael Jackson completely overshadowed her. I'm trying to think of what's the level of upset I would have to be like almost not cry. you, but like the world. Oh, there's Peter. Of course, there's who's that people person? like that? Who's that person? I don't know. Was like, is Brad Pitt a guy like that? No, not Brad Pitt. Uh, who's, who's I think like the most? Yeah, Brad Pitt's a weekend. <laughs> of course. I was hoping you'd say the weekend. <laughs> Yo, do you have any like? <laughs> I was hoping you'd say the weekend. Yeah, I mean, if he went, Jesus. If Olivia show. Rodrigo were to go, <laughs> that Super Bowl show, I'd be fucking shattered. That Super Bowl halftime show, you're never gonna see anything like that again. I have never seen anything like that Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Just stay, stay strong, bro. Stay happy, have, stay healthy. You know? Yo, remember when he was running around from like a bunch of other guys in the red? That was a crazy. Who, who greenlit that? It was terrible. Look, we're missing Jamie. Who, yeah, I know, big time. Can you tell me who who is the an actor or who you're thinking of celebrity wise? Like, who's the biggest? Somebody on that level. Um, who's that? Who's that? The cable guy? Jim Carrey? No, no, no. Jim Carrey is a good one too, though. Really good, actually. But I meant yeah. the actual that like uh, comedian, the cable guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> with the shirt, the shirt with his sleeves cut off. Get her done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something. Larry the cable guy. Larry. If he went, man. The cable guy. I think we'd have to stop the pod. Yeah. Imagine if this a TMZ stopped you and then they were like, hey, what do you think about uh, the cable guy <laughs> passing away? Hey, mine? Like, Which one? <laughs> Jim Carrey? <laughs> or Larry? Oh, we're losing it here. Fine. fine. It's Jamie, rein us in. Where are you, Jamie Lee? No, dude, fuck Jamie, dude. She's no. lost control of her kids. Yeah, fucking poor Gabby's got to pick a clip from this week. It's going to be us talking about death. <laughs> Yo, dude, remember how Philip said um, how he wouldn't ever think it's okay to like let a kid decide about their gender, and you totally agreed with that? Can you want to talk about it? Is it okay for a kid to choose his gender? Oh, that's his all the her. time. That's all the time we have <laughs> today on Pajama Pants. No, we got plenty. Dude, I'm not a doctor. What are you talking about? Do you think like... So, well, let's play dev- devil's advocate here. Let's let's make the argument. This is neither my or your opinion, but they make it so kids are like under uh, legal guardianship until they're eighteen, right? For okay. why? What are those reasons why? Why you're you're getting like like this on the mic? The, it's making me- yeah, yeah. So Want to hear it? Okay. Uh, why is that? Because they feel like why can't kids smoke? Well, why can't frontal, kids smoke? Their or- frontal lobe is not developed yet. How okay. do you like that? Oh, that's great. Boom. What? Okay, so what age does your frontal lobe get hardened? I'm 36, so probably 38. Yeah, I think it's like your early 20s, right? 25, I think, maybe. Mm-hmm. So some people that are against, like, that take the point of view of Philip here, how could you let somebody who is um, 13 decide what gender they were going to be and get a surgery? Does that sound like a crazy argument? Listen, I'm a I'm a pop star, not a doctor. Okay. 
Yeah, you're just gonna be, you're gonna take the political route. No, I'm this. quoting Drake. You know that's what he says. Right. I'm a pop star and I'm a doctor. But I, th- I I listen. Here's the deal. The truth is, let your I'm kid not, do whatever the fuck they want. You're fucked yeah, up family. I don't give a shit. I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. Like, and you know what? I think even more so. I would have to know more so. Like, what's going on with kids these days? And all I know is with Jack. And if he wanted to come out and say he's a girl and he would stop hitting Jamie, I'd be all for it. But what if like Jack's like, I want to cut off my penis, and I want to, and I want to. I mean, he doesn't use it anyway. <laughs> He's never peeing. Dude, what a loss that would be. Yeah. <laughs> Please see the uh, older episodes for that reference. Um, what what would my no listen? What if he's three years old and he wants to cut his penis off? That's no, insane. So, no, if he's if he's 10. I don't know how do you also do no, this thing where I can't listen. tell how old fucking kids are? They could be seven or they could be like 16. I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know how old anyone is. <laughs> great yeah that's 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 what you guys tune in for here this one's from stephanie hey pajama pants gang i just want to tell you guys how much i enjoy the podcast binge watch the sopranos north jersey born and raised and then ended up stumbling onto your podcast the three of you are just a delight to listen to no question here but i do have to say though prior to meeting my fiance i was on one dating app for about a week so we asked you guys about your dating app experience success and this is a burp I did not enjoy the experience and the feeling of being attracted to someone and then maybe not thinking the same or the person just being plain boring. I was a little insecure, I guess. I'm 5'10", and I thought some guys would find it unattractive. Anyway, ironically, my fiancé found me on Facebook of all the fucking places. I actually hate it, never use it, and probably should just delete it. We had mutual friends, and he decided to add me. I saw the mutual friends, figured... And hoped he wasn't a weirdo, serial killer, or actually some guy from a weird country who needed citizenship using a fake photo. My friend told me he was nice, and almost and almost four years later, here we are. Facebook can kiss my ass, but I guess it was good for something. Love you guys. Thanks for making me think and laugh. Makes me feel like I'm hanging with some old friends, Stephanie. Um, yeah, I've heard that, actually. Facebook is good in that it's so many people use it that you can kind of quickly vet people. Right. You can see, oh, this, this person is friends with this person. So there's less of a there's less of a chance of that person being a, a real catfish. And um, I'm glad that worked out for you, Stephanie. I, you know, I seem to think, do you think this happens? Right. Do you think people get married to like people get married to like high school sweethearts or when they're like in their early 20s and they're still married today, but like they are kind of still married because of the story and like they probably shouldn't be together so i watch couples therapy and on couples therapy there was a couple like that where it's like we are they were talking about like we are everyone's like oh well it's not like jack and tim like you know right. like jill and, and bob yeah. like 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 yeah well if we were only like jill and bob we'll have been together since jill and bob ha, ha, ha. and they're like yeah there is this pressure of like coming out to everyone but also i think that that is probably just disguised by the real pressure that everyone feels when like going through a divorce, you know, and having to go tell people and mainly like people who give you gifts at the wedding. And then you're like, Oh yeah, you know what? Like we're not together anymore. And that's, that's what I get pissed off about. It's like, I gave you a fucking gift. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Huh? No, that's a good point. It's there, bullshit. There's Especially some... people together for like less than a year and you gave them a fucking yeah. nice gift. Well, yeah. I, we, we should just go find chicks on these apps and go, get married just for the gifts i got a lot a lot of people owe me a lot of if, if you uh need to pay back robin in any sort of way ask pajama fans at gmail.com i uh 
I like the fact that although I would love a family like dearly, everyone knows that that listens to this pod, I am lucky and feel fortunate to be in the position where I can like still be dating right now as like somebody who's just come into their own, you know, sober, I exercise, I go to therapy. I can't really imagine the person I attracted as like a fucked up. I can't imagine because I dated those people, but like the person I would be with still, if I was like that 30 year old making that decision or that 25 year old that made that decision. Now I'm the 37 year old, relatively emotionally healthy guy who gets to make that decision, which is cool. Just means I still got a little more work to do, but I think if I do find that person, I got to, and that person's on the same wavelength, it'll just be like open shut case. Boom. You're going to see me get a girlfriend, get married, have kids like bing, bang, boom. It's going to go quick. Are you, are you like, when you think about, okay, like starting a family, having kids, I've been talking with people a lot about this lately, starting a family, having kids, all that. And then on the other side is like not having kids. Are you 100 and zero or is there even like 1% of you that's oh, like, no, no, no. if it's, I don't find the right person, it's no. okay. It's like 8713. Oh, so there's 13% of you that's like, you know what? If I never yeah. had kids in this, it would be okay. Like days like today, right? Let me give oh, you dude, let best. me give you a rundown today. Oh, love it. I woke up at six. Mm. I got up, I made my coffee, I watched Loki. No spiders, no birds. I woke up without hearing a bird. Gotta watch an hour of Loki. Then I uh worked out. Okay. Right. Then I showered, ate, and then went to work, came back, went to the comic book store, got all my comics, mm -hmm. came home, started organizing them. Saw that. Answering this whole time, answering to no one and not having to worry about, <clears throat> do I got to meet somebody for dinner? Do I got to make somebody dinner? Not that that stuff is like, I, I would be fine to do that. But like today, I noticed that it was nice. It was just kind of all about me today. And I know that there's a part of me that will miss that when I'm in a, I got kids or a family and a whole thing. So there's the 13% where I'm like, look, if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to force it. What's the worst? I can fucking play video games and like read comic books. But like, ultimately my, my DNA wanting to reproduce is like, a louder voice. I love how the number two thing you're going to do if you don't have kids is read comic books. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, no, it might be three. I mean, uh, video games, and comic books and watch movies. I can just watch anything I want to watch. Listen, you I, know what it's like. When's the last time you've been bored? No, never. I'm I don't understand not, the concept. No. You know what? The only time I'm bored is like when other people overstay their welcome. Amen, brother. <laughs> and I'm waiting. I'm waiting to leave a situation, or I'm, you know. Yeah, and and you know what I said was, when I got sober and I started like, I was like, oh, let me see if I could like go to a bar when it's my friend's birthday and like see how I feel. And I was like, I feel more lonely in those scenarios than I do when I'm alone. Yeah. Oh, I gotta tell you about my Saturday real fast. Yeah. I had. Uh, can we can we talk about people overstaying their welcome right now? What, did I overstay my welcome? No, oh. not you. Never. Are you kidding me? You could fucking sleep at my house, but you uh, know, you know what we're talking about. Uh, I don't, but like, let's not throw any of my friends under the bus right now. If that's what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. So, uh, 
because I, I don't exactly know who you're talking about. That's why, because there's so many. Um, <laughs> so I many went cool to, friends. yeah, I, I, so my, some of my G4 friends from work, we went to a uh, gay bar, West Hollywood. Okay. This place called Fiesta Cantina. Oh, you waited for Jamie to leave to talk about this, huh? I totally, totally forgot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Got there early, barely anyone there. An hour later, it was just packed with all kinds of people, gays, <laughs> lesbians, BIPOCs, right? BIPOC? Is that new? Persons of color, you know? What is BIPOC? Is that a, uh, a bisexual person of color? Whoa. Shit. Now, dude, now I got to fucking Google it because I might have I thought it was like it. some Biggie Smalls Tupac hybrid. BIPOC. Oh, my God. How are you supposed to keep Blood, up with no. this? <laughs> Black indigenous people of color. Bisexual people of color, I thought it said. Man, I got a lot of work to do. Black indigenous people of color. Okay? So what? They were like, shout out to all my BIPOCs in the build. Is that what, how, why you got that word? No, I just saw. I remember seeing. I see it around. I see it everywhere. And you just felt like that room was full of them? <laughs> there was a lot. There was okay. a lot of people of color is what I wanted to say. Oh, all right. Well. And so the system for the bathroom there is um, the girls get their own bathroom with a door. Men. Just go anywhere. <laughs> you go in this room and there's a trough. Oh, that is the worst. It is the worst, right? So I get into the trough. I'm the only one in there. But in, when you're peeing in a trough, what are you thinking about? Any moment, somebody's probably going to walk in and come right, stand right next to you. And when you're, there's no dividers. So everything is in full view, right? You're not, even though you're not looking at somebody, you can still see well, like, people are. you can oh. still see the, the penis in the peripheral and you're not looking for it. It just, it's there. Okay. Uh-huh. Not a problem. I understand that. Shout that's, out to Carrot Top. <laughs> shout out to Carrot Top. Uh, it was an awesome Instagram video he had up. <laughs> not bad, by the way, right? Uh, sure. Okay. So I'm going in the trough. Guy comes up right next to me. This is a guy I had seen upstairs. He was there with another boy. Uh, they definitely looked like they were together. This guy, um, I finish up, zip up, go to the sink. He, uh, dry my hands. He comes out before he even washes his hands. He goes, Hey man, what kind of pants are those? Keep in mind, this is just a person who just saw my penis. Are you wearing your Viore's? I was, no, I was wearing, (laughs) no, I wasn't wearing Viore's. I would have loved to sit there and talk to him about my Viore. I just, not a sponsor. Just love him. Um, and so I felt like, this guy just saw my penis. Now he's complimenting me. Kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of all about that. Oh Does that make God. me gay? That I've appreciated the flattery? No, I think it just makes you odd, not gay. I just think if somebody like see looks at my penis, get away. Like, I don't want to now look at it. I don't know. I don't want to say that he was complimenting. You can't really compliment somebody's penis, uh, but you can compliment their pants. You feel like people needed this extra time. No. Okay. So I go back up. <laughs> Uh, two two uh, BIPOCs are right next to me, making black out. indigenous people of color. Black guys making out, and California Love comes on the radio. The DJ plays that. Shout out Tupac. As a joke, I just go, "Oh, what's this song?" You know, just like because it's a, it's so fucked out. Every it's it's played so much. Yeah, you yeah. know, the two black guys like unlock their lips. They look at me and they go, "Oh hell no!" And they get up and they left. They were so offended that I didn't know what that song was. And they got up and they left. They walked out. They walked out. See, you're show, you're going there to show your acceptance of all this stuff going on. 
the hatred I felt. Wow. Wow. I was this so is... accepting. I was just being a, a guy amongst other guys. Were you like, wait, I love BIPOX or not? Did you say nothing? You just didn't, I didn't say anything. No, I didn't. I didn't say. I, I think I was with uh, my friend who she is. She's black. And she was, she looked at me. She's like, uh, I don't know about this guy. She's pointing at Cass. Like, I don't know what, you know, she was like throwing me under the bus oh as a joke God. too. The new gay is like not knowing California love, right? Because 10 years ago. I just thought it was funny. I just thought every, of course, everyone's heard the song and it was just a joke. It was like a solid, stupid, lame joke, you know? So that's, that shows you that, uh, you know, not everyone is accepting as, as you would hope they would be. Just a straight guy trying to make a joke. And that means we're an hour and 12 minutes. Yeah, I think they get it. You don't like that? Well, I loved it. I love all this. I said I'll go fucking rogue on you. But I, I just I, I I find it hard to believe that. I feel like for me, I feel like when Jamie goes, uh, a good amount of people do as well. Because it's the and I think that's I think that's true about any of us. You know, I think it's there's something about the three of us together. That's it's a secret sauce. It's nice. I enjoy it. Okay. I enjoy being with you too. I just don't know if other people. No. <laughs> Sometimes I enjoy j- just being with you the most, babe. But you know, I don't know if people feel the same. Yeah. Me no. and you laughed. Not feeling you. Me and you laughed in San Diego. So fucking. I mean, it was just a seven day trip of laughing. I look back on those days sometimes. I go, that was nice. Yeah, I was really on. We were both on. <laughs> we were both on. We were both I, on. I've, I think I talked about it on here before. I made a joke to you at one point on that trip that there's probably three people in the world. I would say that in front of where I'm not sure. Uh, is when you said the N word. No, 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 I would never, <laughs> uh, where <laughs> I'd say that in front of anybody. No, they where like, they, I feel like they would, uh, maybe not speak to me again or not know if I was like, they'd be like, what? Or like whatever. And I, I didn't even, Think. I don't remember what it was. I, I'll tell it to you after this because it would Great. fucking I'd get shot on Tune the into my pod, which I'll, I'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, it would. It was um, it was gnarly, <laughs> and it was uh, it it, it was. Well, we got to go back to San Diego. Yeah, it was a real. We had a real good time, and again, like this is this is something that I think I could tell people I've been friends with for ten years, and I think they would they would have looked at me differently because it was so crazy. Yeah. And there's probably you know best friend like rex couple other people who i could say this to and there's people who i love so much who yeah. i would just i just couldn't say this in front of them because it was just a fucking crazy well, I, I i i'm looking forward to hearing what it was and that's what i love about hanging out with you there's no there's no filter ever like why would there what, what could i possibly say that like would change the way you know or like either one of us could say that we changed the way that like there's we, not much i don't think there's anything where it's like if we knew it was in as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, there's just no boundaries and that's the best. Yeah. This is Rob and I'm Cass and this has been <laughs> pajama pants. I'm sorry to all the BIPOCs out there. I apologize. I got that acronym wrong. Uh, black indigenous people of color. You're going to have to pay for what you've I done. Will, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I promise to do better in the future. Please send us emails at askpajamapants at gmail.com. We got a subreddit, r slash pajama pants podcast. We're on Instagram, pajama pants podcast. Rob's off the grid. Uh, do not try and contact him. And uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. That's the episode. Okay. Yeah. We miss you, Amy Lee. That's no nope. member. No. Nope. She was good. Okay.